Sunday morning. I hope that you all enjoyed an extra hour of sleep. I know after being here late two nights in a row, Friday night for youth group and Saturday night for the meat raffle, I was actually appreciative of the extra hour of sleep. I'm not going to lie. And so welcome to worship, all of you. Those of you who are joining with us online, welcome to worship to you as well. And before we begin with the children's moment or even the passing of the peace, I want to make sure that one of our Sunday school teachers that has an announcement can make that announcement first. So first, I'm going to invite our Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Gay Maltreader, right up there to squeeze through you guys to make an announcement and then we'll continue with worship after and the rest of the announcements are going to be held until after the children go off to sunday school good morning uh welcome to all our new members uh something if you're looking especially for the women we have women's fellowship our next meeting is november 20th we moved it up an hour to 10 o'clock. We are making fruit bags for shut-ins, and we've got about 40 shut-ins that we, we are making bags for. So if you'd like to join us, get to know more members, um, please do. We also need people to drive the bags around. And the other thing is for our birthday buddies, for our children in shelters, I have November's list. And it is 
birthday gift bags, tissues, wrapping paper, tape, basically anything you can get at the dollar store, uh, Sharpie markers that are in need of, children's stickers and pom-poms, and the list will be on the shelf in the back of the church. Thank you. Oh, and one more thing. Thank you to all of you who donated for October. I was overwhelmed when I saw all of that stuff. It was awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. And now, friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. Say good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. And let us gather in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we ask, Lord, that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we turn to you in worship. Bless us with your power. Bless us with your spirit as we worship you in this place. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos. You guys ready for a children's moment? Yes. Now, no. You want to just stay here forever? We should maybe, how could you want to go to bed? You got a whole extra hour of sleep. Oh my goodness, the adults might, in, might be in trouble. I might have even more energy after an extra hour of sleep. Uh-oh. All right. So, hey kids, can you turn around and look behind you? Tell me what you see when you turn around and look behind you. Yeah, you see that UCC cross right there? Trays, and those are communion trays. And I heard somebody over here mention something. Candles. I heard candles over here. Now, do you notice that there's a lot more candles on that altar that we have there than there normally are? Yeah, there are a lot of other candles that we don't normally have that are there. And that's because today is a day that we recognize what's called All Saints Day. Does that sound funny? Have you ever heard of a holiday called All Saints Day? Some of you have, yes. So here's the thing, that in the Christian calendar, we celebrate things that other people don't necessarily celebrate, and we celebrate something called All Saints Day. And what we do for All Saints Day is we light a candle for each person who has gone to heaven this past year that's a part of our church. So this year, we're going to light a candle for 10 different people who made their way to heaven. Now, this is a really big deal because some people, they, you know, they think that when you die, that's it, that when you die, you're, that's, that's all that there is. But we believe that, and, and this church and in all of the Christian church, we believe that because of Jesus, after we die, where do we go? Heaven. Exactly. We believe that we go home to God, to the kingdom of heaven. And so today, we're going to light candles, and we're going to light candles for 10 different people who died in this past year. And when we light those candles, we realize that even though they're not here with us today, where are they? They are in the kingdom of heaven. They are with God. And that's what's part of our faith. Our faith tells us that even after this life is over, if we have faith in God, if we believe in Jesus, if we do our best job to follow Jesus to the best of our ability, then after our life comes to an end, where do we get to go? To heaven. And heaven is a place where there's no sickness, no disease, no hunger, no suffering, no anything bad. Heaven is a place that is full of God's glory, and it's a wonderful place. So when we grow old and when our life comes to an end, we go to the kingdom of heaven. And that's what we're going to honor today is all the people who went to heaven this past year from this church. So it's a really special day. It's kind of a it's not like a big holiday like Christmas, but it's a special day to people who have lost their loved ones in this past year because it's a day when we remember that after our lives come to an end, where do we go? Heaven. Heaven. And that's why we have faith that Jesus is the Son of God. That's why we have faith that all of the mistakes that we made get, get erased. That's why we have faith and we try to live the best that we can, just like Jesus taught us. All right, and you guys are going to go off to Sunday school, so let's stand and let's say a prayer. Are there cats in heaven? Yeah, there can be cats in heaven. Zoe says yes, there can be cats in heaven. Also, yeah. I believe it is to be oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today and we ask that you bless all of the lives that have been lost this past year and we pray that all of those people are with you in the kingdom of heaven today. And Lord, we think about the day when one day we too will join you. And we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus and together we say, 
Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing ever long. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing, you are I think that that confidence of one of our young kids right there when asked, are there cats in heaven? And right away, yes, there's cats in heaven. One of my favorite things about children, they just know that kind of stuff. Adults might get into all discussions. Oh, who makes it? And, and what kind of the animals are not? And kids, no, of course there's cats in heaven and dogs and all those wonderful things. I just love the faith of children. And now it's time for announcements. So if you have any announcements, you can come forward at this time. Good morning. All right, well, so we had our meat raffle last night, and I'd like to just do a quick little show of hands. So first of all, how many people had an opportunity to listen and view the meat raffle last night? All right, awesome. Um, how many of you enjoyed the music last night? All right, good. That's good. We're on the right track. How many of you laughed last night? How many of you rolled your eyes last night? <laughs> well, then our mission is absolutely accomplished. Um, I would like to thank everyone for all of your support. Um, I will share that we had lots and lots of great winners. Um, and um, if you're not sure if you won or you're not sure what you won, we will be on the Facebook event page later today. We will be posting the names of the winners and what people won. And then next week, um, I will share with you the results from the meat raffle. But just in advance of that, I'd just like to say thank you to this um, amazing congregation for really making it a fun event and very successful. So thank you. Good morning. I also want to uh, say thank you to the people that were here doing that last night. It was uh, lovely listening to uh, trivia and bad jokes by Tim. And watching the dancing pig and the dancing cow was just hysterical. So thank you very much. So um, I am Debbie Williams, for those that don't know me. I am on the health ministry team. And we are looking for some volunteers that might be interested in joining us. The health ministry team actually promotes wellness in the congregation spiritually, physically, and mentally. And we're actually trying some new things this year. Um, we're going to have some uh, classes that are going to be held. Um, right now we're looking at a Stop the Bleed CPR course with the town paramedics. There's some other things that are um, being planned right now. Uh, we also are the ones that are in charge of making sure the defibrillator and the first aid boxes are filled and not out of date. And there's many other things that we would like to plan. You do not need a medical background to be on this team. So there is a sign-up sheet that is on the board. So uh, new members, you know, if you want, are thinking about joining something, you know, feel free to join us. Uh, people who have been here for a while and would just like to be more involved because the more you're involved with the church, the more you're a part of your church. So... Thank you, and if you have any questions, you can see me afterwards. And let us pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today and we light this candle as a symbol of peace. We pray for peace that surpasses all human understanding. We pray for peace to prevail on earth. We pray, Lord, that we can be instruments of your peace here on this earth until the kingdom comes. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.
Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. Please join us in our morning litany. We remember our, the great ancestors of our faith, from Abraham to, and Sarah to Paul and Phoebe. Ancestors of the faith, we remember you. We remember the prophets and priests, the ministers and teachers who have taught us the way of God. We remember our grandparents and parents, aunts and uncles, those who have gone before us in our lifetime. We lift up the memories of children and grandchildren, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, and parents who have, whose lives have, have ended too soon. Those close in our hearts, we remember We lift up to you, O God, the names of those we have lost in the past year from our lives, knowing that they are with you forever. Jacob Belts. Janet Capola. Edward Laufer. Jean King, Aura Wicks, Brian Bauer, Arlene Goodrich, Barb Hemsel. Lucy Yaunt. Randall Pike. We celebrate the lives of those we have named, O oh God, and we lift up many more names that are on our hearts. Family of God, we remember you and we honor you. We know you are with us in the spirit of worship and you will not be forgotten. We give thanks, O oh God, for all who have gone on to join you beyond this life. We trust in the hope of the resurrection and the promise of new life in Christ. And we know that in our grief and celebration, O oh God, you are with us through it all, and we are not left alone. In the name of Christ and whom love lives forever, we pray. Amen.
the secret in the quiet place, in the stillness you are there, in the secret, in the quiet hour I wait only for you, cause I want to know you more. seated. Now, as I promised last week, this week we are finishing up the book of Ruth so we can finish this story, this wonderful story about the woman who would become the great-grandmother of King David. We are going to read from the fourth chapter, starting with verse 9 and going through verse 22 to the end of the book. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 9. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have acquired from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Mahlon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Mahlon, to be my wife, to maintain the dead man's name on his inheritance in order that the names of the dead may not be cut off from his kindred and from the gate of his native place. Today you are witnesses. Then all the people who were at the gate along with the elders said we are witnesses may the lord make the woman who is coming into your house like rachel and leah who together built up the house of israel may your uh, may you produce children of the ephrathah and bestow a name in the house of israel may you or sorry and bestow a name in bethlehem and through the children that the lord will give you by this young woman may your house be like the house of perez whom tamar bore to Judah. And so Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when they came together, the Lord made her conceive, and she bore a son. And the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without next of kin, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has borne him him. And then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, the son has been born to Naomi and they named him Obed. And he became the father of Jesse, the father of 
David. And now these are the descendants of Perez. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Aminadab, Aminadab of Nashon, Nashon of Solomon, Solomon of Boaz, Boaz of Obed, and Obed of Jesse, and Jesse of David. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done All my treasures will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test of time Lord, your mercy is so great That you look beyond our weakness And find purest gold in miry clay Making sinners into saints And I will always sing your Here on earth and ever after For you've shown me heaven's my true home When it's all been said and done You're my life when life is gone It's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done All my treasures will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test of time Lord, your mercy is so great That you look beyond our weakness And find purest gold in miry clay Making sinners into saints And I will always sing your praise here on earth and ever after Lord, you've shown me heaven's my true home When it's all been said and done You're my life when life is gone
Amen. So as you adults know, now after the children's moment, today is what we call All Saints Day. It's actually All Saints Day falls during the week, but we always celebrate All Saints Day on this first Sunday in November. And as we celebrate All Saints Day, it sounds odd to say celebrate, because what we do is we remember the lives lost in this past year. And that includes lives that were just lost this past weekend. We remember your loved ones, uh, our matriarchs of this church. We remember so many whose lives we lost in this past year. But as we remember that, we also celebrate with them because we know where they are today. We know that they now reside in the kingdom of heaven. I know whenever I teach kids about that, and I always try to make sure that kids understand that where we go when our life comes to an end, that we go to the kingdom of heaven and that our faith teaches us that. And yet, sometimes it can be kind of tough as we're trying to teach our kids that, and yet we don't want them to get too excited for the kingdom of heaven. I know when my little Walter was younger and he used to, you know, decide to go run around randomly on his bike in the middle of the road, I would tell him that, yes, when you die, you will get to heaven, but I get to get to heaven first is what I tell him. I get to meet, meet Jesus first, so don't go running into the middle of the road. And yet I still know that we have parents today who are also remembering their children. Sometimes our children make it to the kingdom of heaven before us, and that's hard. So today is a different kind of day. Today's Communion Sunday, and it's All Saints Day. And I know usually I'm just little Miss Energetic up here trying to infuse my faith within each and every single one of you. But today we also take a step back to remember, to honor the lives that we've lost in this past year, to celebrate with them that they're free from all pain and all suffering, but to remember them. It's such an important thing to do, which is why this Sunday, the first Sunday of November, is a solemn Sunday, but it's also an important one. I hope that you can help me in honoring the importance of this sacred day. And will you join with me in a moment of prayer? Holy and loving God, we turn to you today. We turn to you on this All Saints Sunday as we remember lives, some of them gone too soon. Some of them gone after long lives, and we just, we just turn to you today. And Lord, we ask that you just fill us with your faithfulness, that you fill us with your assurance as we worship you on this day. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Ruth and Naomi were two women who knew heartbreak far too well. We talked about this book last week, so I don't need to cover it too, too much for you. But, but you know that Naomi, she lost her husband and two of her sons, her only two children. She lost them both, and she was devastated. She said that she no longer wanted to be called Naomi anymore, but she wanted to be called Mara because Mara meant bitter because her heart was broken and she was left with this bitter feeling inside of her. And then Ruth, Ruth also understood heartbreak. She knew what it was like to have heartbreak. She lost her husband. She buried her husband before she even had a chance to have any children with him. But then Ruth, she's such a courageous woman. You, you know this. I told you this last week. But Ruth refused to go home to her family where her family could set up another marriage for her, where her family could hopefully set up a new life for her. Ruth refused to do that because she saw that her mother-in-law, Naomi, was suffering and she refused to leave her side. She refused to abandon Naomi. And so Ruth, who was a woman of faith, Ruth, who was a, a woman of courage and resilience, and even though she was just probably a teenager at the time, she went with her mother-in-law to a foreign land. She went with her mother-in-law back to the land of Bethlehem, and when they entered into the land of Bethlehem, that's where the story really took off. If you were in Bible study with us this week, you know this whole story because we read through the whole book, but that's where Ruth ended up meeting a man named Boaz, and Boaz was a good man. He was a faithful man, and he was a good man. He always did what was good and what was right. You know those people who are just tried and true? He treated all of his workers with respect and dignity. He knew each and every single one of them, so much so that when he saw this young girl who was Ruth in the field, he knew that Ruth was not one of his pickers. He knew that, that he didn't recognize her 
And so Boaz, Boaz was a good, faithful man who always did what was right. And I, I can't tell you the whole story right now because I realize that time is kind of ticking uh, this morning. And so I can't tell you the whole story, but I will tell you, as I told you last week, the book of Ruth is only four chapters long. It is an easy book to read through, and it's a wonderful book. I highly recommend that you do that so you can go home and fill in the pieces. But Ruth, Long story short, Ruth ended up marrying this good man named Boaz. She married Boaz, and, and they had a son together. And Ruth loved her mother-in-law so much that even though there was no biological relationship between Naomi and Ruth's baby boy, whose name was Obed, even though there was no biological relation, Ruth still handed her baby boy over to Naomi and said to her, here is your grandson. She gave him the child and said, here is your grandson. And Naomi loved that baby as as much as she loved her own children she loved that baby so very much and then we learn this is the important part this is why the whole entire book of Ruth exists in our Bible we learn that Obed ended up being raised by Boaz and Ruth and Obed then then had a son and then his son's name was Jesse and then Jesse had a whole bunch of sons and one of those sons was named what David. One of those sons was named David, and David became the greatest king of all of Israel. Now, I'm going to tell you that I am sure that David grew up hearing stories about his great-grandparents. <laughs> I'm sure that King David grew up hearing the stories about his great-grandmother Ruth and her resilience and her faith. And the risk that she took to put her mother-in-law's safety above her own. I'm sure that as David grew up, he heard stories about his great-grandfather, Boaz, who always did what was good and who always did what was right and who made sure to stay faithful every single day of his life. David grew up hearing those stories because, I mean, especially, this is pre-technology, way pre-technology. I mean, this is a, a long time pre-technology. We're talking a thousand years before Jesus and so at this time, you know, way pre-technology, everybody told stories. They told stories to one another. That's how things were passed down. Some stuff was written down, but they told stories, and they told stories about their grandparents. They heard stories. The grandkids would hear the stories about their grandparents and their great-grandparents. And King David, he heard the stories of his great-grandparents. He heard the stories of Ruth. He heard the stories of Boaz. He heard about how they were good and faithful people who did what was right, even if it was difficult for them. And do you know that all of that strength and all of that courage it got passed down to King David, and then King David, even before he was a king, even when he was only a boy, he had the strength and the faith and the courage to stand up to the, in the face of a giant. Literally, he had the strength and the courage to stand up in the face of a giant, all because of that strength and that resilience that was passed down from his great-grandparents to him. I don't know if we realize this all the time, but do you realize that the strength and the faith and the resilience of our ancestors before us comes down to us. Have you ever noticed that before? Who here has heard stories about strength and resilience and faith from your grandparents? Who here? Anybody? Did you guys grow up hearing stories maybe through the Great Depression? Did you grow up hearing stories about your families that came here like mine from Ireland, dirt poor, you know, and, and with way too many kids? Who in the world wants 11 kids? I'll never understand that. But, but they grew up taking, I know, Paul, aren't you? Isn't your family a big one over there? Yeah, you know, and so they grew up with, with so many children and with very little to provide, and yet they ended up finding so much strength and so much resilience and they held on to the their faith like nothing that they had ever known before we've grown up hearing those stories have you guys heard stories about your grandparents and your great-grandparents yeah maybe listen to those stories those stories are often good stories and those stories inspire us those stories that resilience it gets passed down to us we remember our ancestors. We don't just forget about them. We remember our ancestors because have you ever realized that their stories become our stories? Their stories of the struggles that they went through and the strength that they needed and the faith that they required, those stories get passed down to us and those stories influence our lives. Can anybody say amen to that? 
those stories about our, our families and all the struggles that maybe they went through, those stories, I think of so many stories of my grandmother that were told to me, those stories, they influence our lives and they remind us of the importance of our faith. Anybody say amen to that? Sometimes grandparents don't think that they're very important. They think, oh, I try to help out, try to do this. Hey, grandparents, how many grandparents we got in this room? Raise your hand. Do you know how important you are? Yes, I do. You do. <laughs> I love Sue. She's never afraid to say anything. Years ago when I was in college, I, I had one of my, my best friends in college. She was an atheist, and, and she also uh, could often be quite negative. And, and I one time told her, I said, you know, I think those two things go hand in hand. I think that the, the atheism, which there was a lot of hurt in there, I think that maybe it was even a bit of anti-theism, but that atheism and that negativity seemed to go hand in hand. And, and at one point in time, I said, you know, I love you, but, but that negativity, it can get too much. And I think that that negativity and that atheism are rooted together. And then one day she told me and she said, you know, I've really thought about all that. I've thought about what you said and I, and I kind of think that you're right. And then she thought back to when she was her happiest in her life and she said, you know, I, I realize I don't have as much happiness since my grandmother died. And she goes, my favorite thing about my grandmother is whenever we were visiting her, especially around Christmas, but other times as well, when we were visiting our grandma, when we were there, we would always go to church together. She goes, I'd sit in the pew next to my grandma you guys ever sit in the pews next to your grandparents? She said, I'd sit in the pew next to my grandma, and I'd just feel so loved. I'd feel the love coming from my grandma. But you know what she didn't quite realize? She also felt that agape love of God, that unconditional love of God. She said, I'd sit there in the pew next to my grandma, and, and I would just feel such love, and, and I miss that now that my grandma is gone. I miss that I no longer have that time to, to go to church and to sit next to her and feel that love. Hey, grandparents who make sure your kids come to, your grandkids come to church, do you know how important you are in their life? Your faith inspires their faith. The faith of, Ru uh, of Ruth and the faith of Boaz and their resilience and their strength and the, their determination to always do what was good and to always do what was right. That strength and that resilience and that faith, it was passed down from generation to generation to generation, so much so that the youngest one, David, had such strength and such resilience and such courage and such faith that he could stand face to face with a giant and not be afraid. Grandparents, we pass down our faith from the generations to generations, and sometimes parents get so busy, especially today, and they think that they're way too busy. Sometimes parents get so busy that they forget to make sure to take their kids to church. They forget to make sure to hand down those lessons of faith, but that's when you grandparents come into play. That's when the role of the grandparents is so very important to make sure to teach those lessons of faith to your grandbabies. Now today is All Saints Day, and man, I gotta wrap it up. Okay, today is All Saints Day. We have all of these candles lit right here on this altar. All of these candles represent lives that are now no longer with us here on this earth, but they are with God in the kingdom of heaven. And I don't want us to forget those lives, because these people the Aura Wixes and the Gene Kings. These people here that we light candles for, all of them, all of these 10 names that we have right in front of us, they affected our lives. Their faith became our faith. Their determination to do good became our determination to do good. Just like David honored his grandparents so much that he's probably the reason that the book of Ruth exists. He probably wanted to make sure that that was documented, that the story about his grandparents was documented and written down. Just like that, we need to remember and honor these lies. We need to celebrate their faith and we need to allow their faith to live on in each and every single one of us. We need to take their stories and take their faith and take their strength and take their courage and let that live within us today. And now, friends, let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today and we remember our ancestors. 
just as King David remembered his ancestors. We remember our ancestors and we remember their faith. We remember their strength. We remember their resilience and their courage. And Lord, we ask that you help us to let that strength and that faith and that courage live within all of us. Give us the strength of our grandmothers. Give us the faith of our grandfathers. Fill us with that faith so that we can live as people and followers of Christ active in this world. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, and together we say, Amen. Please join me in bringing towards your tithes and offerings. Give thanks to the grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One, give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His life. And now let the weak say I am strong, let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Come you who are weary and restless, come all who hunger and thirst, we are ready. Creating God, source of all our being and all the earth, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of life. We thank you for calling us to obedience and for sending us Jesus to show us how to live. Jesus, our Savior, we praise you for the glory of redemption. It was you who suffered the world's pain so that we may live. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, who carries us through life with the love and the strength of the Lord. And we join in your unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We gratefully recall and remember Christ's birth as one of us, Christ's baptism for our sin, Christ's compassion for our suffering, Christ's intimacy with our frailty, Christ bearing the cross with its death, and Christ rising from the tomb by the power of God. It was Jesus who took the bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And so we affirm the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. Bless us that as we receive them, we may offer you our faith and our praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to continue faithfully as disciples in your world. And let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Through the broken bread we participate in the body of Christ. Through the cup of blessing we participate in the newness of life. Come, for all things are now ready. There's a table in your presence where the weary are where the bread is broken for us and the cup of life is full. Blood and body given for us, perfect offering for our sin. Sacrifice and resurrection, all who die with you shall i uh-huh. 
Let us pray together. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Strengthen us in faith. Increase our love for one another. And let us show the world your greatness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, in the unity with the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out turn back to praise when the darkness closes in lord still i will say blessed be the name of the lord blessed be your name blessed be the name of the lord blessed be your glorious name blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on when the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. And every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. Give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your glorious name. Now go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.